You're listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with The Bible is Literature. Hi, this is Father Mark Bulos, and you are listening to Tarazi Tuesdays with The Bible as Literature podcast. This week, Father Paul explains that although Molech refers to a specific god, it can refer to any deity that is the owner of its people, a connection lost in the English language which is unable to render the consonantal functionality of the Semitic triliteral. I am delighted to introduce Father Paul on the Bible as Literature podcast, Tarazi Tuesdays. Then you hear every now and then how you have these irritating verses that appear out of nowhere. But suddenly you have a move to remind you of the stranger. When a stranger sojourns with you in your land, you shall not do him wrong. The stranger is the one who happens to be next to you, the neighbor. You shall do no wrong in judgment, in measures of length or weight or quantity. You shall have just balances, just weights, a just ephah, and a just hin. I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt. Okay, and this notion of justice in the marketplace is repeatedly appealed to in all the prophetic books. And let's hear the last verse. And you shall observe all my statutes and all my ordinances. You have to understand what God is saying. But it is not your business to ask him as to why he is saying, which is the way the theologians make their living. They try to explain to you the mysteries, the mystery of the Trinity, the mystery of the Incarnation, the mystery of transubstantiation, and so on and so forth. Again, especially the Orthodox, they revel in that. And they keep telling you, those non-Orthodox do not have the Orthodox phronima, which is the way of thinking. Suddenly, this is the reference for us Orthodox, and not plain scripture as it is written, as the Apostle reminds us time and again. And you shall observe all my statutes and all my ordinances and do them. I am the Lord. Later in Deuteronomy, I referred to it already several times. It is more powerful because it is clearer. Instead of and do them, you have in order to do them. Meaning, when you hit Deuteronomy, you can't miss what is required from you. And in chapter 20, we have again reference to Molech. 
which is any deity that is the owner of its people. I'm not saying that Molik was not used as a name of a deity, exactly like the Lord is used to speak about God and so on. El, it is the father of the pantheon. I mean, it is there. But what I'm trying to say that in English, you do not hear the connection between Molik and king. Whereas in Hebrew, it's not the connection. It's the same word. Molik and Malik. And the rest of the chapter underscores the importance of the family relations. Keep my statutes and do them I'm the Lord who sanctifies you. And then he gives rules about the pure and the impure in the relationship. Between members of the same family and there is no reason for me to go in detail you can reread them it's along the same line I would like to just point out these verses at the end of the chapter 23 and you shall not walk in the customs of the nation which I'm casting out before you for they did all these things and therefore I abhorred them. And then in 24 we have that verb to which I referred earlier of separation. I am the Lord your God who have separated you from the peoples. How? By giving you my law. And not we are otherwise, we are different the way mainly Christians speak. Uh, I mean, take a picture of a child before baptism and after baptism. The child looked the same. To make the child not look the same, you have to give some time for the godparents to clothe the, the child, not with the grace of God, but with something they either purchase or sown themselves. I mean, it's ridiculous and then you start taking pictures and you plan them on the Facebook. What for? What for? And then you say, look, isn't he different than before baptism? Different in which sense? And in 26, you are different because God tells you, you shall be holy to me for I, the Lord, am holy and have separated you from the peoples. Listen to the last part, which we all dislike and wish it were not there, that you should be mine. I challenge you to preach on the last phrase. You will never do that from the pulpit. Especially if you are orthodox you would stress the separation from the others.
because the others pertain to Molik, but you pertain to me. I am your possessor, I am your proprietor, I am your owner. I wish all the NATO translations would translate that word not into king or the other words for king in the European countries, but as the owner, the proprietor. And then you have a hit one more time against the medium and the wizard. In other words, if you pertain to me, then you do not pertain to Molik and his mediums and wizards. A man or a woman who is a medium or a wizard shall be put to death. They shall be stoned with stones. Their blood shall be upon them. And that brings to mind once more Isaiah chapter 8. So it would be really helpful and more than helpful, necessary to read Isaiah chapter 8. Then link to the holiness, how you are different, is applied mainly within Israel to the priesthood or the priests. And in chapter 21, the priests are the ultimate expression of the holiness because they are otherwise. They can serve God in the tabernacle. They can enter, be otherwise. And the second part of the chapter underscores this by speaking about the bodily perfection of the priests. In other words, if you have any imperfection, then you may not become a priest. Let me read you these three verses, which should be enough. For no one who has a blemish shall draw near a man blind or lame, or one who has mutilated face or a limb too long, or a man who has an injured foot or an injured hand, or a hunchback or a dwarf or a man with a defect in his sight, or an itching disease or scabs or crushed testicles. No man of the descendants of Aaron the priest who has a blemish shall come near to offer to the Lord's offering. You have to look as reflecting the perfection of God and the Orthodox should be the last people to complain about that. Look at the importance the Orthodox give to the vestments of their bishops and their priests. Okay, especially if you have big festivities where you are asked that all the priests at the convention should have this color of vestments and so on. You know that, friends. But this is not to produce a three-volume work on the sanctity of the priests. 
This is a reflection of the sanctity of God. And in chapter 22, we move to the meals that are very important. You notice it trickled down to our service of thanksgiving when we sit together at the same table, which is the table of God. You remember way back in Exodus when the elders went up and they sat and ate with the deity. This is the complete total oneness with the deity, the way you are one with the people with whom you eat at the same table. Remember that uh, adage, you are what you eat. Since you are eating the same food as I'm eating, then you and I are not only equal, but of the same kind. And one more time, Keep in mind that notion of holiness. Okay? And remember that holy in the original Hebrew means taboo. Not different, essentially different, but it was assigned a different function. Like you have to declare something taboo. There are not things that are taboo. There is no mysticism there. They are presented to you as taboo. And the previous chapter referred to the priests. Here, this chapter is divided in three parts to show you the importance of this tabooness, if you like. First the priests, then the lay people. The priests are between verses 1 and 9. Then you have the lay people, the non-priests, if you like. And then the third part deals with the perfection, the holiness, the tabooness, the differentiating aspect of the offerings which mean the animals. These have also to be perfect and you have heard about that and you can read it. I don't want to go through all that. Bible as Literature is a production of the Ephesus School Network.